So they left and I went to the ER and I thought, oh gosh, I'm about to have a child. I can't work like this anymore. So that's where it all began. And when I think about it, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, my first career was a psychotherapist, which is, you know, all about self-awareness and taking care of yourself. And um, I struggled with it. We recently asked What Works Network members how many vacations they take per year. One vacation was a pretty common answer, always quickly followed up by the fact that work travel is often fun too. Some said two was their minimum, plus plenty of long weekends. A few people admitted that they don't regularly take vacations, and I'm sure plenty of other folks were silently nodding along with that side of the conversation. And a few others totaled up their vacations as accounting for at least four to eight weeks out of the year. Now, Sean and I normally take one vacation, one trip with light work, like the trip we're leaving for in a couple weeks, and plenty of weekend outings. I've cut back on work travel in recent years, but it looks like that's going to be gearing up more this fall and in 2020. You're listening to What Works, the show that brings you candid conversations about what's really working to grow and manage a small business today. I'm your host, Tara McMullen. Today, we're not measuring time off from work in terms of long weekends or even weeks. Nope. Today, we're talking about months. Kelly Higdon is a business and lifestyle coach who prioritizes her time off so much that she's worked up to taking a full three months off from her business every year. Unfortunately, Kelly's inspiration wasn't a well-timed shower idea or download from the universe. It was a trip to the hospital. You see, Kelly wasn't always so good about making space in her business for her life. At one point, she was working full-time as a private practice therapist, growing a business on the side, and growing a baby. She was working all the time, and it caught up with her. Kelly shares that story and her process for planning that much time off. She walks me through how she plans for life first and then makes her business fit into the space that's left as opposed to the other way around. She also shares how her business is different and how it's growing differently too than when she was working all hours of the day and night. Now, let's find out what works for Kelly Higdon. Kelly Higdon, welcome to What Works. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm really happy to be here. Awesome. All right. So let's talk about taking time off because you seem to be a, a master at prioritizing taking time off and probably in a way that a lot of people wouldn't even consider for themselves. So how did you get the idea that you wanted to take three months off from your business every year? Well, that was really a gradual shift. I don't feel like it happened overnight. and There wasn't a specific moment that the three months came up. I, what happened was I ended up in the hospital after a day of work <laughs> and I realized something needed to change. So that's where a challenge to myself began. And over time, I kept challenging and pushing myself to see how far I could go with it. So I had a launch of a product. I was also um, still practicing as a psychotherapist. So I had clients that day. And it was the launch day of a product and I had a migraine and I kind of ignored it. Oh man. And I, I normally just get one and you know, I don't feel great, but whatever, we move on. But it kept getting worse and worse. And I just kept pushing until my last session of the day, um, 10 minutes left, I felt my face kind of droop and I knew, I kind of knew that it wasn't a stroke I had a feeling it was the migraine and um, half my body went numb. 
I was also pregnant at the time. Shall we add this? Oh my goodness. (laughs) I know. And I finished the session, which many people are like, what? But at the time I knew it was happening and the client in front of me was in a lot of distress. And so I was trying to stay present with that and weigh, you know, you're weighing the like, how much do I disrupt here? Cause they weren't noticing. Um, so they left and I went to the ER and I thought, Oh gosh, I'm about to have a child. I can't work like this anymore. So that's where it all began. Wow. Uh, yeah, no <laughs> kidding. You can't work like this anymore. <laughs> no, I know. And when I think about it, it's, it's kind of embarrassing. I mean, my first career was a psychotherapist, which is, you know, all about, self-awareness and taking care of yourself. And, um, I struggled with it and, you know, a child can motivate you sometimes. And, and that is where it started. Um, and when I had a job working for government, I was able to save up time prior to having a baby and all of that. And what my husband and I once like traveled for a month to Italy. So I knew Mm. I liked big chunks of time off. I knew I liked going to a place and really savoring it and taking it in, you know, that a weekend trip is fine, but it really doesn't satiate um, my need for um, exploration. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Uh, I want to talk about the challenge that you made to yourself, but first I want to ask how you think you let it get so bad. Like you said, you know, you're a a practicing psychotherapist. You're supposed to have this level of self-awareness about yourself and your mental health. How did you let it get so bad? I think um, there's a lot of things we tell ourselves. Like this is just temporary. I have to do this right now. It's, you know, when you're in that beginning stages of a new project or a new business, I was really running two businesses and working full-time at that point. Um, yeah. And I, I was thinking, well, this is just a temporary thing. It's like part-time pain for a long-term gain. Have you ever heard of, you know, all this hustle grind bull that you hear, um, that you kind of buy into of like, okay, this is just temporary. So I think that that's probably where my mindset was at at the time. Um, and, but it may have been temporary. It couldn't have been, I could have kept going that way but it definitely isn't sustainable. Like something is going to give. And when I work with a lot of my clients, they're at that point where they've built a business, they're making money, it's successful, but a lot of other things around them are falling apart. And, you know, it's always, I'll get to that later. It's like laundry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I, I think that, you know, what you're talking about in terms of the hustle mindset and the the short-term pain for long-term gain. Yeah. I, I think that's something that a lot of people can resonate with. And that story that you tell yourself that, you know, it's just for a little bit longer. I just need to hold on a little bit longer yeah. and it'll get better. Yeah. So when you made that challenge to yourself, yeah. what was that What was that first challenge? Because you said it was iterative. So where did you start? Yeah, I would say I started with... Um, how many hours I was working a day. So I pulled back an hour or two at a time. Mm. Um, And then it was not working nights, you know, after the baby goes to bed. (laughs) Um, She's almost eight now, so it's hard to (laughs) remember that. Um, And then, you know, then it was cutting a day out. Um, Then it was taking a longer vacation. 
So it slowly evolved until I got to the place where I was planning a whole year in advance. So I was just testing, like, what was it like for me? Because I really recognize not everybody um, wants to work my schedule. So you've got to kind of test. And also, as life changes, you have to test because the needs of a mom with a toddler are very different than someone with um, teenagers or empty nesters or have no kids at all or not married, you know, so you get to kind of play with whatever life presents you as your own personal life changes and slowly like whittle away. Um, I wasn't going to pull the rug from underneath me completely. I think it would have sent me into panic. So I knew I needed to slowly kind of titrate (laughs) the change. Yeah. So smart. You mentioned planning a year in advance, and I love that. And there's been different times in my business where I've been really able to do that. And it is such a, it's such a thrill to know, all right, I've got this figured out. Can you walk us through your planning process when you sit down and say, all right, here's the next 12 months, what all are you looking at? And and how do you lay out the different times you're going to be working and taking time off? Yeah, I have a quadrant where I work from vision to goals, to projects, to tasks. So I read you my vision every year, or at least anytime I feel stuck in my business. And then from there, I break it down into, okay, what can I accomplish in this year to get me closer to that? Mm -hmm. So then I kind of know um, what I want to do in the year. Then I I look at my life. That first goes on the calendar. So every holiday, I get my kids' school calendar out, all the time off that I want. And then I start looking at where could I fit in like where would be good with my, my spouse's schedule to do some vacations. And then I start clearing those out. And then I clear out two work retreats a year where I'm working away on my business. Um, it could be a staycation, but it's just no clients and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. So then after I've kind of created the frame for my life, then I tell my business, okay, you have to fit in this spot. And then I look at the goals for the year and I say, okay, these are the projects. These are the launches. And I plan when the projects happen, and then I go backwards down to when what it takes to launch it. And then I have to fit it in the time that's given. So it's just creating a container is what I call it. Um, and I make sure there's weekly time off, and then once a month, about a week off. And then some months I take multiple weeks off. Got it. We'll find out how Kelly's business has changed as a result of prioritizing this much time off in just a minute. But first, a word from our WhatWorks partner. WhatWorks is brought to you by Mighty Networks. It's time to simplify your business and your life. Creating content, building a movement, and leading a community, well, that's hard work. But it doesn't have to mean hassling with a host of software services, social media platforms, and customer management systems. Mighty Networks is the simple way to bring people together, deliver high-quality content, and spread your message, all while making your business easier to run, too. Mighty Networks combines key functions like building a community, online course management, content creation, networking, events, and even payment processing so that you have an all-in-one platform for running your business. 
We use Mighty Networks to power the What Works Network. We offer a behind-the-scenes look at podcast interviews, host members-only events, help members network with each other, facilitate ongoing conversations about important topics, and collect membership fees. It's so much simpler than the collection of apps we used to cobble together. Plus, our members love managing their benefits and membership all in one place, too. Start simplifying your life and business with Mighty Networks. Get started free of charge by going to MightyNetworks.com. That's MightyNetworks.com. I've heard from a few people recently, actually, who have prioritized time off, maybe not as much as you do, yeah. <laughs> but they've but they've definitely prioritized um, a different kind of work schedule. And one theme that I hear often is that when you prioritize your work into a smaller container, you can actually be more productive and often mm-hmm. even get more done. Can you tell us what's the difference between your productivity now versus Uh when you were working maybe 12 or 14 hours a day? Yeah, I don't do all the things. I delegate, I automate what I can, and then I eliminate a lot. I'm a minimalist in a lot of ways. I don't have a ton of clothes. I don't buy a ton of stuff. You know, I try to keep things really simple. And I would say prior, my everything was really bloated. Um, systems are bloated. I was just doing things because I thought I had to or should. So I really think it's important to know that whatever I do, what, what task I am focused on that week, it comes back directly to the vision that I have for three to five years from now. If it's not connected and it's necessary, then I'll give it to somebody else to do for me or something else to do for me. But otherwise it doesn't need to be there. So I would say I get to my goals way faster. My vision gets kind of, even though I'm looking at three to five years, I find that it happens sooner and that I'm redoing that piece often. Um, So I would say way more productive and way more clear about my lane and saying no, um, not taking on things just because it's an opportunity, but knowing that I have a clear path and that nothing's going to distract me from that. And if it is something that I hadn't considered, you know, like people are always asking me, well, you planned a year. What if something cool comes up? Well, I'm flexible. You know, I can move that around, but I still make sure I make up the time somewhere. Um, But that whatever comes up really has to fit into um, my needs and the needs of my family and, and what I'm really trying to create in my life. Yeah. I love that you're using your vision as a filter that way for the things that you want to say yes to versus no to. Can you tell us what your three to five year vision is right now? Oh, let me look at it. It's on my wall. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's a lot more international travel. Um, And we are actually going to take our trip to Spain this year for five weeks. But I want even more than that. I'd like a couple international trips a year. And then... I want to be doing some more in-person events with my clients. Um, And I have some stuff in terms of my spiritual goals, um, finding more community that are kind of with people that are spiritually like-minded. So you can see that there's a blend of my life and business. It's a kind of full picture. Um, I want to keep the 20 work 20 hour work week with three months off. And then I have some sales goals in terms of numbers of what I'm selling with my courses, what I'm selling with my retreats and what I'm selling with my one-on-one coaching. 
and then a different home. And then I want to do some more philanthropy. Nice. I love that. (laughs) Um, That makes me wonder. So you've mentioned when you're, when you're planning your year and with your vision, there's this blend of work and family and personal interests. Mm -hmm. So it, makes me curious as to what your kind of work-life balance or work-life integration philosophy is. Do you have a uh, a set way that you think about that, a way that you pr- approach what you want from the blend of work and family? Man, I don't really. I feel like my life comes first and my life dictates what my business does. So I'm always thinking about my relationships, um, what's coming up for the growth of my daughter and, and what she wants in her life and how I can help facilitate that, you know, with activities and things like that. Um, my husband also works from home now. <laughs> he just started his own business. So that's been an interesting kind of shift, but she has two parents that, you know, are able to pick her up and drop her off from school and take her to all the things because we have that flexibility And we've done that intentionally, I guess. I guess maybe the priority I always think of is, is is my family first? What do they need? And what do I need? I have an autoimmune disorder and um, some chronic health stuff. And so it requires a little bit more attention, I think, than, you know, than I would if I didn't have it. And so I have to take really good care of myself because I I don't want to end up in the ER again. So just kind of being aware of my health needs and my family needs. Those, that's always what I come to with my vision. I love that. Let's dig a little bit more into the nitty gritty then of how your business runs to support all of this. How, what are the differences between how your business runs today versus maybe even a few years ago as you've prioritized more time off, as you've prioritized more flexibility? How have your business operations and your business model had to evolve to allow yeah. for that? Yeah, I see fewer clients um, in my coaching and I see a specific kind of client um, for my coaching so that I know that we can get really great results for example, I, I work with more established business owners, mm-hmm. but I have a course for people that, who are beginning or not. So I actually have two businesses, one that is specifically focused on mental health providers, and I own that with a partner, and then I have my own. So I actually have a way that I block out um, my week so I know which business I'm working on and um, who I'm serving during that time. So that's a little different. I didn't always have that um, because <laughs> there's a lot of, you can end up, you you just need to tell your brain, you know, which hat you're wearing. So I find blocking really helps me. And then um, I, I do have an assistant in one of the businesses and I outsource quite a bit of stuff that I am not a genius at. I used to like, cobble things together and just make it work and learn, learn how to build my website, learn how to, (laughs) I still do a little bit of that. And that's just my giving up control stuff. Um, But I'm much more quick to turn to somebody else who's a better expert and ask them to help me. So I ask for a lot more support. Um, So the services I offer are very simple. You know, there's only like three things. 
And instead of doing all the things I used to do, whatever a coaching client needed, Oh yeah, I'll do that. And I can do this. And, but no, I'm really clear about this is all I do. And if that doesn't work for you, that's okay. And it's just not a good fit then. Yeah. Can you run down what those three main things are then? Yeah. So I have an online course with my business partner for mental health professionals. It's like a business school. Um, and then I have an online course for my business. It's called calibrate your year where I teach people these kinds of concepts and how to like clean up your business, make it more efficient, leverage it for better income, but also really blend in the health of your life. And then I do one-on-one consulting and in that one-on-one consulting, um, depending on which package, you know, I, if it's like a year, there's a retreat involved in those kinds of things. So those are my three coaching and two courses. Perfect. I love a simple business model. Yes. <laughs> yeah. How's your pricing evolved as <laughs> your business model has changed? Yeah, it's gone up. <laughs> <laughs> Is that okay to just say that? I mean, it really comes down to, um, I know that I can do all the things and my time is valuable. And so looking at, again, what does my life need and knowing you're enough. I think we don't know our enough a, Mm -hmm. a lot of the time. And so what is that number? And then taking that across the board and saying, okay, this is what this business needs to, to foster for me to have the life I want. And this is, you know, this is the first iteration or the third iteration, and it's going to keep on evolving, but that's where it is for right now. And this is enough. And so that's, I would say, yeah, it's gone up. And that also comes with experience. I mean, I've been consulting for 10 years now almost, Mm -hmm. and that also comes with um, building your confidence. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Let's talk about your business growth, because I know your business has actually grown as you've spent less time working on it. It goes faster, yeah. So what do you attribute that to? Yeah, I'm not in the way of it, (laughs) doing all the things and slowing things down. (laughs) And I'm trusting the processes. If you can automate your way, your energy is better. I'm a better consultant. Mm -hmm. If I'm taking good care of myself, if I'm you know, more balanced, if my eight areas, what I call the eight areas of wellness, um, are being monitored and and cared for, I'm going to be better for my clients. So it makes things easier when you take care of you and you release some of that control and you stay in your wheelhouse and do only that which gets you to that vision and only that which you are responsible for. And you leave the rest for others. I really have found, and maybe there's some energy stuff to that too, you know, Mm -hmm. of just the release of it and trusting what you've created and seeing it flourish. It's a, it's at first it's like, no, I gotta, I gotta monitor all these things. It doesn't do anything to monitor (laughs) and keep hitting refresh on your Stripe account or whatever it is that you do. Yeah. I think it does something. It it creates more stress, right? Yes, (laughs) exactly. it's the only thing that it's doing. Uh-huh. Um, you know, I think that something that takes up a lot of time for people, probably unnecessarily, is marketing. It's showing Ooh. up, telling people about who you are, what you do, how you can help them. What does your marketing system look like today to allow you to continue to grow the business while you're working less? Yeah, I do a lot more batching of content. 
Um, and so months are kind of planned in advance. Mm-hmm. I will say this new, some of the stuff I'm doing with this new course, I'm taking a little different approach that I'm testing right now where I am not on Instagram every week. I only post when I feel like it and what's right for me and not following some formula. I'm trying, I'm testing rebelling against the system (laughs) and um, it's been working for me. Um, I'm happier with it. I feel like what I write is very meaningful and, and helpful to people instead of just an engagement post or, you know, social media is one of those big time sucks. So I block my Facebook feed now and Mm -hmm. I don't even have the app on my phone and Instagram. I still enjoy, but I limit my time and I do have people helping sometimes, you know, with writing. Um, if there is a big sequence, a launch sequence or something, I will get help with that. I didn't used to, I used to do all the writing and then my other business with my business partner as well, we did all the writing. So, um, getting more support and really looking at what's working and getting rid of the rest because I could be on every platform doing all the things, but that just exhausts me. So I'd rather just look and see where my people are at, where, where am I really getting engagement and just hang out there. Yeah. You said that a couple of times now, just really focusing on what's working and getting rid of what's not. And obviously I'm all for that. (laughs) I'm also all for rebelling against the formulas (laughs) and the, yeah, I mean, like I'm totally on board that team uh, or that boat. I don't know. I'm very good at mixing metaphors also. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Yay. uh, And this may sound like a silly question, but I think the answer to it is important. And I think everyone approaches it in a slightly different way, which is how do you know what's working versus knowing what's not working and that you can cut it out? Right. Well, if it's a, if it's a tool, it's going to have its own data for Mm -hmm. me, you know, like your website visitors to conversion, you're looking at conversion points in the journey for people to work with you or to purchase from you or buy your product, whatever it is. So there's just different conversion points that you're looking at of how long do they stick and where do they fall off. Um, And if people even find you in that avenue, you know, you could have a Pinterest account, for example, and it really not send anything to your website. So um, I'm looking at those points of entry and points of conversion Mm -hmm. and the data on that. I would also say feedback from your community. what are your clients saying and what is, you know, the people on your list or whoever you're in front of, what do people say about you and say to you about what, how they feel about what you're doing? I take that very seriously. Smart. All right. As we start to wrap up here, um, I'm sure there's been many surprising things that listeners have picked up on <laughs> over the over this, this really amazing conversation. Uh, but I'd love to know from your perspective, what would a stressed out, overworked business owner be surprised to learn about the way you do things, about the way you run your business? Yeah. I don't have a big team. Mm. I think people are working to make money to pay other people eventually. Like they feel that they need a whole team and maybe you don't, maybe it could just be you and an assistant or you and an occasional copywriter or you and, you know, a web developer. It doesn't have to be big. Big doesn't mean successful. 
your happiness and your health of your relationships, the health of your body, your spiritual life, your environment, that's success. Like, are you finding ease and joy there? It's not all about how big or how much you make, or it's all about the blend. And does it work for you? And are you happy? So what does your team look like then? Well, in one business, it's me. (laughs) (laughs) And I do have a designer that I outsource on occasion to, and a copywriter on occasion. So just per contract. And then in my other business, I do have a project manager and an assistant. And then we have a couple people to help us with WordPress on occasion with our classroom. And then my business partner. So that's a team of four there and a team of one here. (laughs) I love it. All right, Kelly, as you look toward the next year in your business, what are you most excited about? Well, definitely Spain. I'm not going to lie. That I am so thrilled. I studied there in college and I'm going to I'm excited to share it with my husband and daughter. I'm also really looking forward to the course that I have and really teaching people how to have a better life and business. I know that we could always just focus on a better marketing plan or um, growing your list, but I'm really about the soul of, of things and getting a little deeper into what are you creating overall here? And helping people orchestrate really their dreams in a healthier way. Incredible. Kelly Higdon, thank you so much for this conversation and for just really shedding light on how prioritizing time off and and really just prioritizing your life can help you create a, a more solid container for your business. Thank you for having me. It was a blast. Find out more about Kelly Higdon and calibrate your year at kellyhigdon.com. Now, if you value the deep dives we do with small business owners like you here on What Works, we'd so appreciate if you left the show a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Go to explorewhatworks.com slash review. It'll take you straight there and you'll make my day. This episode was produced by Sean McMullen. It was edited by Marty Seafelt. Our theme music is by The Shrugs. Find over 200 candid conversations with small business owners like Kelly at explorewhatworks.com.